Welcome back to another edition of Truth Seekers. We have our guest Beth today. Very excited to introduce her to the Truth Seekers clan, get her perspective on execution. We're sticking to the topic here this month, month of January. The idea is that we have our plans in place from December, hopefully, for all of 2021, and we're jumping into execution. And I'm going to pose my first question to Coach Nick, uh, because you know we've had a, a little bit of time to discuss and kind of mull over our last, our last guest and uh, the same topic, execution. Coach, what sort of new perspective do you have about executing the plan that maybe you didn't have before? I think it's just an, an underscoring, like it, it prompted a few uh, tweets when I went from my last conversation, just kind of throw things out there. But it's, you know, the, what I said before was it's the proof of decision. It's, it's like the proof's in the pudding, right? It's like, it's the actual doing. What, what comes up a lot and I've had this certainly this week and part of that, the planning and execution is, yeah, I know, I know that, like, I'm aware of that. Like, I know that I've heard that distinction before. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I got it. And that's dangerous. It's so dangerous because are you actually doing it? No execution. Are you actually executing it? I find the more experience we get, the more opportunity there is for us to push things to one side because we know it. We know it. Right. And it's but of course it's 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 doing what you know is what the is what the value is where the where the actual fruits of that come from. Yeah, I, I like how you put that because you know we as coaches we, we promote the triple A approach, right? Awareness, action, achievement. We're always in some stage of those three A's. And with with the experience comes more of a need or a higher level need for that awareness. I'm curious, Beth, what does that mean for you in in, in your business and what you're building? How do you go through that cycle and what is what does execution look like for you? For me, execution is sharing the story. Oh. So when you talk about um, awareness and action and then achievement, we go through a lot of things that we maybe don't consciously understand. And then we become aware that maybe we're embarrassed or we're ashamed or we live in self-judgment for what happens in our lives. We have no control over and it's not until we come into the awareness that this life story was planned for us at some point. Mm. There is a plan. We might not know it, but when we live in awareness, then we can begin to take action on that and tell our story in such a way that it helps us to achieve relationships. It helps us to achieve success. It helps us to achieve what we were set out to do in life. So those three A's, um, triple A's actually line up perfectly with hashtag your story is your strength. Mm. And we're getting into my, this is my ideal topic here. I, I love being able to choose, right? It's the power of choice, even in a difficult time period or situation in your life, what you're going to assign that meaning. Coach says this all the time. Nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. True. Right. So it's very difficult though, or, you know, it's like a muscle. You can get better at it. When you're in one of those moments, it's difficult to assign some positive meaning to it. So I'm just curious, Beth, what, how have you, what are some tricks that you've done, you know, during some of those harder times to understand where you are and practice that awareness in the, the greater scheme of things? I was one of those people who grew up sort of ashamed, you know, acted, I was smart. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I made A's. I was smart. So I, rested on those laurels and I was braggadocious about my grades and my parents had divorced and my dad lived in Jacksonville, Florida, which was 
considerably bigger than the small town my mother had moved us to to take care of her father and secretly I knew I wasn't wearing the right clothes or I didn't live in the right house or I didn't have the right last name and so I hid in that shame and got more bitter and more intensely aware of what I was missing instead of being aware of the opportunities through the gratitude that I could adopt mm. so um yeah, I did. A, I mean, I did that for a good 20 years. And then when I got out of college, I still didn't get the jobs that I wanted. I didn't get things that I thought I was entitled to. And so here at 50, well, before I was 50, but um, in the past couple of years, figured out that, yeah, indeed, we make choices. And where we are is where we choose to be. Mm-hmm. And hiding behind your story doesn't help anything. Telling your story makes you powerful. You own the story. Nobody can use it against you. So funny. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida for four years. And oh, I'm sorry. By the by, by the by. <laughs> so, so like, tell me about the story then, Beth, because like this, this is fascinating me because there's, there's some cool coaching vernacular about this, which I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, excuses versus stories. It's really all the same stuff. It's the narrative that we're telling ourselves and we're constantly telling ourselves this narrative. We believe it and we, well, therefore we act in consistency with that narrative, with that story. So what are your thoughts on like how we change our story? Like what's the, is it, is it, cause you talked about like we need to actually share our story to get it out there. So perhaps slightly different contextually, but share that part if you would, like, how do you think about that sharing versus sharing your story versus sharing the story you want to share or the one that empowers you to be the person you want to be? It all comes down to authenticity. You can add okay. the fourth A, <laughs> huh. quadruple A. Wrapped in oh, it. Yeah. That's right. It's authenticity, and we all want to put our best foot forward. We've, we've been taught to be professional. We've been taught to act a certain way, to speak a certain way, to write a certain way. And only now are we able to sort of show who we are. So we've seen many people who are um, incredibly talented, but they've wrapped it up and presented themselves in a proper package, whereas now we can be ourselves and realize that what we bring is our own experience we bring our challenges we bring everything that we have and we can express it in a way that's authentic for us so you guys are coaches you're not in uniforms you have your logo but you're not in uniforms we think i know um we uh, we tend to think of coaches as suited up people or people in uniforms you think of a writing coach or an editor it's head down, glasses on, buy, I mean, um, Coke bottle lenses, you with the green light writing. That's not the case at all. We can be much more authentic. So one way that really helps us to view our story is really go online and look at your skills. Look at the specific skills that you have. I was administrative a lot because I have an attention to detail. I hate administration. I do not enjoy it at all. So when people started to point out to me the, the benefits of my degree in journalism, my training in writing and editing, and my ability to keep details straight, they gave me the opportunity to see that I wasn't just, just, I have specific skills. And when I started to focus on those skills and where they would take me, it was far different from, I have to settle for this job because when I was empowered to look at myself and my story and the things that made me different, it was only then that I could go out with my chest out and feel good about it. Not like when I was ashamed and I was faking it. Now I could go out with my chest out, my head high and say, look, I've come through this. 
you can come through whatever you've come through. Let me hold your hand and figure out how you can be, um, how you can perceive yourself as a, as especially qualified for what you do. Coach, I, I feel like spiking a football or giving a high five. There's nobody here to give a high five to. <laughs> virtual high five. Virtual high five. What's your What's your reaction to what Beth said? I uh, just it's it's so it's so cool to think about that. Like, what's the what's the catalyst for some of those things? Like, like how do you? I think it's back to the awareness, right? But like, how do you how do you keep that front and center? Affirmations are huge. Yeah. I used to poo poo those ideas. But actually, if you say it enough, you're not faking it until you make it. You're actually causing yourself to believe what you know is true. And I don't know if you guys teach this or not, but you must speak things that you want to believe because our tapes inside only know what they've heard. And even if it's what they've heard from, from ourselves, for instance, I would say, I'm just A. Like your voice, your inner, your inner monologue hears, I'm only, I'm just, I'm not worthy those sorts of things. When you say affirmations out loud, when you say, I am a powerful storyteller, my life has given me an opportunity to, you say those things out loud, you say them daily and you fill in the blanks there. Then you begin to see the difference because your mind hears externally verification of what's truly accurate and not what your negative perceptions have provided. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like the, the words that we use in our life are become our lives. Absolutely. It can't be any other way. You know, what we believe about ourselves and what we tell ourselves that we believe about ourselves has to be true because that's what we conform to. Like, that's the limits. We're creating the limits. Like, that's why it's so interesting. One of the things we, we're constantly working on at Pro Advisor Coach is progress over perfection. And the reason why that's so important is because if you've got perfection, it means you've You've been able to. You've had to define it in a box. Like you can get to perfection, but in order to get to perfection, you've got to define it within a small area. So progress is much better because there's no limit. And so that that's what words do. Like it's like if I, it's it's what we believe and being just aware of what they, we believe. And then as you say, like in affirmation or incant it is to be even better is to really use your body, kind of what I'm doing right now, and just getting more and more of that and like telling your subconscious like what you want. Because it will believe it, <laughs> whatever you say, whatever you put in there, it will believe it. And 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 most people, and there's the default program is just not being aware of what you say and what those things are, and that really does affect the quality of your life. And and there's not necessarily an immediate correlation to those things, but it's most certainly over a time. And so just be really really careful, be uh, be be really open and see that. And look, even if you just tell you, here's the trick here. Tell yourself that you're open to seeing what you're saying to yourself and you will be <laughs> Jack, use it on itself. <laughs> Jack Canfield taught two things. I was at a conference that he offered. One was your mind cannot hear not. So if you say, I'm yep. not, I can't think of anything. I'm not going to say bad things about myself any longer. Your brain hears, I'm going to continue saying bad things about myself. Your, your brain doesn't hear the not. The second thing was, when you hear something you don't agree with or you don't want to seed into your mind, you yell in your mind if, if out loud if you can, but in your mind, stop or cancel, cancel. So I'm one of those people who is really sensitive to animals and animals being hurt. So literally when I hear stories like that, I have to say in my head, cancel, cancel, so they don't come back in my dreams or I don't, in low times, think about those poor animals. I know it's stupid, but it's me and it's how I can stop those things and 
remain positive and have positive thoughts instead of dwelling on negative things. Yeah, what you focus on is what you get. Mm-hmm. I would think of it like a fire hydrant. You know, someone's like the fire hydrant's open, the water's going everywhere. Like, and, and you and like you can't turn it off without like getting firefighters coming to help you out. So all you can do is control the direction. Focus is the same thing. It's never off. It's always somewhere. It's just where is it pointing? Just be very aware about where it's pointing because if you point it towards something, it's like I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. All you're doing is looking at what you don't want. And the best that you could get is be okay with what you don't want. Just turn around and go towards what you do want. I like that. And that, and that's that goes back to awareness, right, Coach? And yep. awareness that we can only focus on one thing at a time. And if we're if we're busy clouding our minds with something that we don't want, not only do we get more of what we don't want, but we can't focus on the things that we do want. And you know, sometimes that space is filled because we can't or haven't defined what we do want. And that's part of what you know. I think to what Beth was saying is, you know, what's the story? What do we do? What do we want? Create, manifest. You know, talk in the present tense. Like, like we have these things already and embody what it would feel like to feel that. And then we're already one step closer to getting it because we know what it would feel like to get there and the universe will just unfold before our very eyes. And Jack Canfield, coach, what I shared two hours ago that I was reading the success principles, but Jack Canfield, I'm in the middle of that right now, Beth. So preach, funny. I, I love it, yeah. Um, but so I'm curious, I wanna ask you a question um, because I, I, love, I love about you know creating your own story and telling it. How do we get to that point with action? Like once we once we embody who we really feel we are and we're being really genuine and authentic, that was the word that you used. Yeah. How does that translate into execution? We begin to accept those stories and we tell those stories either in writing. I'm a big fan of journaling because when you write it down, then it becomes real. Same mm-hmm. thing with goals and deadlines. When you put it down, it has a certain effect on you. When you can write the story down and then begin to execute it with, writing or posting stories, going live on podcasts. Uh, LinkedIn is a great place to post articles. When you own that story and you share it with someone else, it becomes really real. That action is really real. So you start with something like, um, this isn't me, so it's easy for me to talk about. When I was a child, my family ignored me and I grew up in the streets. That's, I mean, that's, that's really negative. That's really hard to share with people that you didn't have a loving and kind family. But when you share that first people are in awe because they're looking at you and you seem normal. You seem to be dressed okay and have a good job. So how could you possibly have been on the streets to got their attention? Then you're able to share that story and they're not going to knock you for that. They're bowled over by the fact that you have come so far and they want to know how. You talk about the why, they also want to know how. Mm -hmm. And your story is what can convey that in a genuine and straightforward way that's authentic, completely authentic. You can juice it up a little if you want to, but really, if you're being authentic, share that story to help others. And when you work in service, you guys know this, when you work in service, things are completely different. It's others focused, not Mm self-focused. Thank you, Beth. Isn't it interesting how people don't want to share their story oftentimes? Because I hear, oh, you don't want to hear my story. It's boring. Exactly. And, and inherently, your story, will be, your story will be boring to you. It's just the law of familiarity. Like, of course it's going to be boring to you. It's your story. Oh, it's just my story. 
but actually sharing it is not only going to be valued to other people because they just haven't heard your story before. Like you're unique. Everyone is unique. You know, there might be similarities, but that you, you are unique. And like, if you don't share it, people can't hear it and they can't take value from it. And then from a personal point of view, when you do that, then you start to see value in it for yourself as well. You start to remind yourself of things you haven't thought about for a long time. You start to see it when you share it, it comes out with you. So it's, like you said about journaling, same type of thing, right? It's like getting out there, having those words come out, and it's amazing what does, what does come out. And same thing with why we do what we're doing right now. It's just let's just put it out there and start having a conversation and see what little wrinkles we can find, because mm. that's that that's the beauty of life, right? There's little diamonds, the little bits of gold flakes here and there. Absolutely cool stuff. <laughs> and you used just. That's one of my um, side passions. If we can rule out only and just, we can open our opportunities okay. tremendously. Because when we believe we're only or we're just, we just put a cap right on our opportunities. Mm. Yep. Which Beth, as we as we start to gather our takeaways here, would you I want to know if you agree with this statement? You're it's easier or you're more capable to perform and execute when you're when you're more in tune with who you are as a person. Absolutely. They, people say it's easier to tell the truth than tell a lie because when you lie, you have to keep up with the lies. When, you're, when you know your own story, you're not trying to figure it out. You're not trying to make it up. You're not trying to impress. You can talk from your heart. You can talk from your experience and you can talk from your mind to someone else's mind and resonate with them. Build that story in a way that's cooperatively supportive. You can't do that if you're too busy thinking about what are they going to think? Yeah. And that's going to be my takeaway. So just to take that a, a level further, this unabashed, unapologetic, this is who I am. Take me for who I am. Even if I make a mistake, I will own it. It, it is my possession, but I'm here and I'm doing the right thing or the thing that I think is the most right for my path and my journey. And I'm taking care of numero uno, because I know when I do that, others will benefit from it. Beautiful. Go ahead, coach. Take away. This, the the lie, the, the truth, the untruth. That I guess a lot of time we think about lies being deceitful or being purposely militative with, with other people. I can't speak. Uh, and and like that's not the case. It just could be for yourself. It doesn't always have to be the case. So I think about it, like energy management. If you feel like you're doing something which doesn't give you energy back, why is that is it because you're pushing yourself to be something you don't really want to be uh, and and that's that could be a choice and be as long as you're aware of it it's always like i'm doing this right now because it's going to give me something i want that's much more valuable and it's worth me doing it but it needs to have a, a cap to it like you need to be aware of it if you're doing something you find that that you're giving yourself to it and you're not getting anything back it's probably that you're lying to yourself i know that sounds big and grandiose but it's more just like, are you aligned? But that's just a good way of telling. And it's not that you necessarily need to know what the, the right path is, just to know that that one isn't, isn't perfect or isn't just right. And I use the word perfect there on purpose because it's not we're going for that anyway, right? It's like we're just moving towards a constant iteration of what feels good now, what feels good now. And just so you can know that you can show up in a given situation. And if you're just being the version you are, like to follow on your point, coach, then that's fine. That's good enough. Right. And we always want to be top performers. That's what, like, that's what a lot of what we do is about is getting people to perform the best version of themselves. And that comes from a place of knowing that like there is no failure anyway, 
just go out there and you're going to get the result you expected. You're going to get a completely opposite result. And usually it's going to be something in the middle anyway. You're either going to win, you're going to learn, something's going to happen, you're going to move forward. It's iteration, it's part of life. Just go do it. Whatever it is, whatever that might be for you. It's Are you in a career where it doesn't, you're not, you're, you're feeling more of that energy drain than energy back? Then you might be not in the right place. Like, is that balanced? Is it, do you have an exit strategy for that? Is there, is there a reason why you're doing it? Like, are you doing something where it's just like completely fulfilling all the time? Are you completely aligned? It's probably a good place to be, right? Like that's, that's certainly from my experience in my, my like 20 years working in banking, uh, like it's all coming out from me, all coming out from me most of the time. And just takes that little bit of extra pain where it is all me to, to, to do the switch. But the opportunity is to always think about how can you associate yourself to that pain a little bit earlier, actually? Because then you'll get more leverage on yourself to move to move towards to be the person you really want to be. And that's cool. Speaking truth. <laughs> Takeaway tip um, advice for people like interweave your own story into your your takeaway here. I'm, I'm curious to hear your takeaway. I just posted this week today. I um I was going to get the trash can trash bins in, and I fell in a hole, and I face planted across the concrete. So, oh yeah, mm, yeah, there's wow. makeup here. So I posted on LinkedIn, naked face, bloody nose, all that. It said, you know, you fall on your face. Learn from it. It'll heal. Nobody will remember. Just move on. And I mean that as authentically as possible. We all fall and bust our face sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Just for the record, Beth is not promoting anybody fall on their face. It's just when you do, when you do, come back, right? Absolutely. Be yourself, own it. And, and uh, that's, that's your story. Tell your story, be who you are and execute. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you Beth, very much for joining us on Truth Seekers. My pleasure. Take care.